I uh, I don't hear any music. <laughs> Mike's dancing to invisible music. <laughs> well, listen, the music says it's playing on the little recorder thing. <laughs> and if you didn't hear it, it was the Thanksgiving song by Adam Sandler. I am Mike Andolfo, and this is this the is so Happy great. Hour. I mean, I heard it in my headset. I don't know why you would have heard it. Away. What a way to start the show. Did you not hear it in your headset, Megan? No. Nobody heard it but you. It was just dead silence. Which is but so you do great. hear me, which means the things podcast were. Podcast audio. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I want yeah, to go no. back and watch it. It was a Thanksgiving sure. song by Adam Sandler, if that's, uh, if that's what it was. And it is the yes, very special Thanksgiving episode on a Wednesday night. Uh, of the horse station happy hour. I'm not even with two people, but I'm very thankful for Louis Rabot and Megan Devine. How are you guys? Hi, yeah, good. No, good. I, I, I very much uh enjoy the Thanksgiving, and so uh, this is a, it's a good week for me. Nice, nice. It's a big, it's, it's a big week of racing in Churchill. I mean, they've got this, they're closed down the meat, and you know, it'll be good. I'm excited. We usually, um, we try to do a big Thanksgiving. Uh, before Thanksgiving, because horse racing people don't really get to celebrate on the normal day like normal humans. Uh, but this year we didn't do it because uh, we had a wedding here and I'm exhausted still. So <laughs> we're not doing wedding. it this year. But next year, <laughs> next year we're going to have a big Thanksgiving. And so I'm excited for um, 2022. I was but out I'm there last week tired. and Megan still has a ghost town of things from her wedding on the property. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably not ready to have yeah. people over yet. So that makes sense. No, yeah, no, whatever. I'm not. <laughs> but it's okay. So, anyway, um, usually I have a, a mic cover here on the microphone. So I'm sorry if I sound weird, but my cat stole it. And I don't know. I don't know where it is. Okay, great. Glad, glad yeah. to hear that. It's a very um, unhorse racing happy hour thing, of course. Yeah. Your mic stole, your cat stole yeah. your mic cover. Yeah, you know, <laughs> stole... They still, I don't know where it is. <laughs> we have searched. <laughs> you got you got a shout out today, by the way, on ESPN 680. I don't know if you heard it or not. I did. That's true. Megan did. She yeah. Did. I I literally never listen. What did they say? <laughs> Lou, you, Lou, you want to break the news to her, or should I break Happy the news? Happy birthday to her? this week to Jack Grossman, our our 680 producer. When we are on, that was for, yesterday, uh, right? It was yesterday, yeah, Jack's birthday. It was this week for sure. Triple Crown yeah. stuff with with Jack and um and Brutus Cup or whatever. And uh, <laughs> that's fine. She never listens. That's great. Um, no. So today, uh, Bobby V was out. Megan, you've actually sat in for Bobby V before, and right, um, right. That much I know. And he was out today. Well, I, so. Let me hear this. I listen to the show when I do it. That's right. the difference. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not never then. That's different. You know. So um the yeah. Right. The um, but Nick uh, was producing it, so he had on random people to give their picks about the football game on Saturday. Not, we so, were called celebrity guest pickers, as well. Uh, that's how we were. <laughs> wow, celebrity much celebrity. Wow, and um, and so I went uh, after uh, after Simon the dog is who I went after. So. <laughs> that feels right. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, I went after uh, Phil I, Baker described the coaching carousel going on, and they had me on, and I and I said, I bet the listeners thought they had hit the bottom listening to Phil Baker talk about the coaching carousel. And instead they brought in the horse racing guy to give a football score. Um, and so that's the bottom, that's the bottom of sports talk radio for sure. So, so get back to the part about me. So, uh, so, <laughs> so about me. So he, he comes on and Nick says, well, we have one third of the horse racing happy hour. Uh, we got Louie on, we got Mike on. I couldn't get Megan on today. 
And so, um, but had we had he had he you on, you would have said Well, there you go. So I, yeah, he's just a liar. There you go. So yeah. I think Megan would have been like, is. I don't know, Louisville 103, UK 10, you know, that kind of thing. And so, right. Um, yeah. Is that a <laughs> no, I didn't. No, Megan would have picked Louisville. Oh, she would have picked Louisville. Oh, I would have yeah. blindly. Yeah. Yeah, like almost. <laughs> right. I mean, it's pretty much the same as I pick Maxfield. Like it's Louisville right. and Maxfield are like the same, right? The Golden Knights are go- the Vegas Golden Knights are going to win the hockey game tonight. It doesn't matter who they're right. playing. Um, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> I did come in a very close second by like a nose in a fantasy football league once, and I picked the players just solely based off of whether I thought they were cute or they had funny names. Well, so let me tell you, that, that pissed off like a lot yeah. of dudes. So yeah, mm-hmm. so that's how I pick my my sports. We've done the show long enough that Megan's told that story like three times. There you go. Yeah, I really, I know. <laughs> I really want to know the the music was playing at the beginning of the episode. So if, if you're, <laughs> it was I, I, mean, I don't know how I heard it, and you all didn't. So I don't know why. That Roger, if you're going. watching, text me. Let me know. There you go. So or actually. You know, put the you can or the, the comments, comments for sure. in, yep. uh, and and let us know. So, uh, <laughs> yes. yeah, it is a Wednesday night. It's a Wednesday night, and uh, we're gonna actually pick some races on Thursday. So, if you're watching, if you're listening to this on your normal day of Friday, uh, well, it's too late. But you are gonna be able to get <laughs> Friday picks. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be weird because we're picking on Thursday. You know, some Thursday races and Friday races, and. Uh, we did well last week, Louie. You want to talk about how our, our pick five selections did? Yeah, it was pretty interesting. So even if you had used um, obligatory as a single, like I suggested in that race, it gone with a really skinny Humble ticket. Brag. We still had a we had yeah. a pretty modest pick five ticket that worked out to about 70 bucks, something like that. And it paid uh, 285 bucks. So it was a pretty chalky sequence. And our AB ticket with just an A in that in the obligatory race um ended up paying 285 so something you know something in the neighborhood of a little more than four to one so that's pretty good yeah not bad mm-hmm. yeah. Sweet. the other uh, thing that happens this week every year is that churchill has the uh the derby future pool the first derby future pool is released um and it's generally you know especially now it, it doesn't really mean much right louie and i were talking about that beforehand but the thing that is very interesting about it is when we got the press release sent to us I mean, they basically were letting everyone know that, you know, we're going to have this future pool out here. And anyone who's trained by Bob Baffert is we're not including the future wager. Um, right. It was I mean, it was their way of like, you know, making Which I have sure. a, I have a problem with, by the way. Keep OK. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were just they were they were they were they were throwing their boundary out there. They were making sure that it was known, you know, is this gambling or not? Is it not on the better to know that? Baffert's horses are currently not eligible for the for the coming derby. I don't know. I think they should be included. And by the way, what if what if the the sample comes back? It's not the way that they think, and Baffert does get to run his horses, and they're not even in the first pool. Well, let's not pretend like the sample's not back. The sample's back. Well, uh, but, they yeah. wouldn't even be able to get. Well, no, Louis's right because if it comes back and it's whatever a result that you know doesn't disqualify him or doesn't whatever i mean his horses don't even get the points so what do you reinstate the points then and then take them away from the other horses that were given the points for those i don't know or double the points i guess or whatever i mean it just right i mean we kind of get into a situation where it's like purse money only you know like are we back in the breeder's cup (laughs) what are we doing here (laughs) so megan you think they should be in the future pool I mean, no. 
I don't know. This situation is so complex. Um, <laughs> they can't be because Churchill's not allowing them to run, but whether or not, you know, they should be allowed to run, I think is an, another thing. Sure. It's and twofold. and that's where, that's where I like that Vegas, you know, at Caesars, wherever you want to bet there, William Hill, they have them in the future pool like that. And, and they're explicit about it. They're mm-hmm. like, you want to bet on Cordish? That's on you. You're assuming that he's going to go win another race and qualify for the Derby that way. Um, but you know, Churchill. Well, yeah. And, and also, I mean, they can be transferred to another trainer. So he won that first race. And now after that, if they want to put him in Derby prep races, you know, he could be trained by Todd Fletcher, whoever, Brad Cox. I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, so you're betting on the horse. So you're right about that. Right. But he still doesn't get that, the the points for the last race he won. I I get it. But that's what I'm saying. The better would have to say in his head, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think exactly. She's going to go on and win another race, right? And and that's to me, that's mm-hmm. on the better. It's not on Churchill Downs. And so now, from a future mm-hmm. wagering perspective, though, I mean, you got that all other Colts that are one to one, that's even money right now. Anyway, I mean, so you can bet on them, and that even right. that's the most likely scenario every year is that some Colt that we don't even know about yet is the is the is the possibility. So not uh, one of the twenty two that's listed in the actual future. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. Yeah. That's I mean, it's not like you're completely left out of the dark. It's just this one's not listed right now. So I did have South Bend at seventy-two to one last September in the Derby. What's up? Get some. I, it, it's really <laughs> bad when the the odds on the actual Derby are worse than the future pool. <laughs> <laughs> it was super close that day. I, I know it was, it was really like close. Seventy-six to one. So yeah, it was terrible. It was great. Yeah. What was uh, uh, what was essential quality for the futures after he won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile? Let me see if I can find last year's future. Boy, I was curious. Yeah, 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 no, that's a good question. Yeah. But it would have been better than this one-to-one thing you're getting with all of the Colts, right? And so that's where Right. I don't know who's betting one. Well, yeah, they figured it out. They're the like, Colts. this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, it, right. It's so. just some way to keep the derby talked about at all in Oh, sure. In people love right this stuff here. too. There's there's a huge group right. of people that bet the futures. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those numbers move in a really serious way. And so um yeah, I'm not a what do- I'm not besmirching their ability to make money on it. I'm besmirching. <laughs> I, I would, I, I'm, I mean, like I had $2 on South Bend or something. Cause I watched South Bend run well at Churchill Downs in some November race or something, you know? Um, but mm-hmm. you know, that, I think that's the most I've ever invested in a future pool was having South Bend at 72 to one in September last year. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, what are we drinking tonight? Whatever I'm drinking, we want. I'm drinking Russell's reserve, which yep. uh, it's a they free throw. They asked us on the uh, on the V show what our favorite Thanksgiving dish was, and I said <laughs> I said wild turkey, and, uh, because it is the horse racing happy hour. And Louis made sure that I gave some sort of shameless plug to the uh, to the show. And um, mm-hmm. but wild turkey, Russell's Reserve is my favorite thing that Russell that wild turkey makes. So that's uh, that's what I'm affordable drinking. and approachable. Yeah, for sure. Very like you can get it at Kroger right now for under thirty dollars. Yep. So it's really good. I'm on the old well, maybe it's good statesman. That- there you go. Click. I'm on the Woodford Reserve double oak, but I was going to say maybe it's a good thing that Nick um, forgot to uh, include me because I would have just said sweet potatoes. <laughs> 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 there wouldn't have been a there wouldn't have been a good plug. Do you have do you have healthy sweet potatoes or unhealthy sweet? potatoes? No, absolutely not. <laughs> unhealthy sweet potatoes, yeah, you brown you sugar, right. yeah, oh, and yeah. and the pecans and the marshmallows, like load that up, cinnamon, so the- it's great. So this is actually, uh, I couldn't find the first future pool, but I found the second future pool. And essential quality was eight to one. Medina okay. Spirit oh, okay. was actually 12 to one. Okay. Uh, Life oh. Good was was six to one. The all other three-year-olds was nine to five. So even in that year, oh, okay. you had the all other three-year-olds were nine to five. Hot Rod Charlie, 30 to one. 
you know, um, there you go. That, Hot Rod um, Charlie. HRC. Our man. There you go. Uh, so I, I think that that's it's pretty normal that the all that the field is going to have the shortest odds uh, in the future pool. Yeah, but right. who's betting one to one? I mean, don't you get to Derby Day and you like a horse that's at least five to two? I mean, like you know, three to one, yeah. something like that. I don't know. For me, it's just it's not a bet that I play. I know that it is a huge thing for other people. Or you know, a friend of the show, Ron Flatter, you know, tweets about it a lot. Frankly, um, he did a really good piece in Horse Racing Nation. If anyone's interested about. Uh, the dilemma of including the, the the Baffert horses, and once we got that email, I, I put it on Twitter pretty quickly, and we got a a little bit of a response. But yeah, it'll be. Um, I, I just hope we know what the bleep's going on as soon as possible for <laughs> owners, for fans, for whatever else. But this is horse racing, and we're not going to know. We're not going to know. Yeah, no, never gonna never. Know. I um, never know. Yeah. No. Speaking of a response, did we get a response to our um, bougie jazz music from last week? You know, when I went back, and I actually went back and listened to this part of the show, and Louie's like turning uh-huh. down, it's too loud in his headset, and you can barely hear it on... Here we go. Oh. So right? you can, like if you go back, Louie, am I right? You go back and listen to it, you can barely... Like, every once in a while, you could hear a horn. Once in a while, a certain song yeah. would kick up a lot. Yeah. Well, what would happen then? Of course, you would turn that one down, and then the next one would be quieter. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. No. Sure. <laughs> I, whatever. Um. Someone mentioned that it it's was great. Really I loved it. Someone said it was a great idea on a week that you don't have a guest to try something new like that until you get a cease and desist letter to not play that music for free. <laughs> I mean, we did, uh, we've, we've tried new things. We've Fair. tried to put our shirts on. You know, we've tried all kinds of new things. This no, year. I I was not involved in that conversation. I, I didn't know. Line, you were the one who were you were. Uh, no, I know. It was Megan's idea. Yeah, it was. It was I logged on. I was like, idea. I don't. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> I should no. Leave. Nope. Megan's idea. <laughs> I need a um, safe space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to. By the way, I'm working on the dad bod right now. I have worked out. Uh, I worked out five times last week, and I'm three for three this week. So good for you. you know, yeah. Trying to trying to. Work I did on the dad bod one yoga session. Congratulations. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. What is your that's favorite it. yoga pose? It. It's my new new record. I'm not doing that. <laughs> All right. She's not doing it. Warrior, um, warrior pose. I was going to say, I don't know the names of yoga poses, so she could have said anything and I would have mm-hmm. believed her that it's a pose. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like doing, I like doing yoga, so um, I'm right there with Megan. All right. Speaking of that, then let's kind of let that roll into like, what were the, uh, this is the, this is basically it for us for the season, I guess, what we're calling the, the season. We'll come back in January. Uh, Louie might throw some things at the end of December or whatever, but you're going on like a social media hiatus. Uh, I'm Yeah, I'm doing a thing starting Sunday where I'm probably not going to watch TV, listen to the radio, podcast, anything for about a month. How hard is that going to be for you, by the way? Um, no, I, I'm pretty good at fasting, so okay. that'll just be another fast for me. All right, there you go. I need, I need to concentrate on some things, and I really – it's a lot of noise in my life. I need to figure that out. So yeah, and we're we're doing that okay. kind of tomorrow. Like we're that's what you said. Yeah, Thursday we're gonna throw the phones in the trunk and just enjoy being with family and not have the distraction of the phones. So that's a great idea. Uh, yeah, I'll be working sure. at the track, so I'll I'll be on my phone. And <laughs> Megan's gonna come by my house after she's at the track. <laughs> Narrator, no, she wouldn't. Yeah, she's not going. To come <laughs> I might. I don't know. It's, I don't know. You might be really hungry. It's going to be that's what you should really you should crappy day at the track. Give out um you should give out a future odds on that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can't cover all those bets. Well, I saw those future odds, and Rachel had a better chance of showing up at Louis house. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And you were both ahead of me because you know I'm like a nine ninety one. So uh, <laughs> I was straight up with Louis, like, yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um, the uh, so, so what were what was your shining moment of this year in the horse racing happy hour world? Do you want to go first, Louis? Oh, sure. Yeah. I, um, it, this was melancholy thinking about today because, uh, uh, people who listen probably know I got to write for the LA times this year. And then the newsletter went away this summer. And so there's a very reasonable chance that I'll never get to write about horse racing again. And so, uh, I got to do the Oaks rankings going into this year and, um, and all top five finishers in the Oaks were in my top six of my rankings. And I, before the the post positions came out and everything, I, I picked Malfat as the winner, um, and I played my sixteen dollar trifecta um, and made two hundred and thirty two dollars on it. So that was a um, a very nice moment for me. I even got a shout out on the uh, simulcast at Churchill Downs on Derby Day for having one of the best predictions, which was very cool. And so um, that was cool. probably you know taking on the task of doing Oaks rankings when very few people I think do that, if any, and getting it right as well as I did. I was I was really proud of that. So there you go. Well, you did. You nailed it. You killed it. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And the cool Uh, thing was like, uh, I think Will secret ran. No, who ran third was, yeah, it was Will secret. And the horse went off at 33 mm -hmm. to one. Right. And I just, and and it didn't matter to me. That was just a horse. I, I'd watched a lot and, and really followed. And, and, you know, so that's what we talked a lot on the show too. Yeah, totally. That's right. And the, the show certainly contributed to, me picking the you know the best top 10 that i could for sure and so um that was that's why i'm mentioning it now because i think that as part of the show watching all those preps um it, it prepped me for that so that was great okay. so i was kind of uh prematurely showed up what i think is gonna be megan's answer uh but uh megan i'm guessing i know what your answer to your biggest moment this year in the horse racing uh world was because yeah yeah uh yeah derby day there she is was nice for me you don't even Curtis have the Indiana volume on. Well, no, because like I, you know, for, I don't have the right to all that. But for the I visual, do. like they you can you go back in. Uh, well, nobody's watching. So yeah, we are yeah, currently showing the clip that they watch. showed on NBC of uh, Curtis proposing to me. I actually haven't watched that in a while. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So the 147th Kentucky Derby will always have a special place in my heart uh, because that's where yeah, that's where we and that's where we started our our little journey there. Um, and, and your we dad got married like four months later and five show. months later. And my That's dad right. found out I was engaged on the show. <laughs> Which Sorry. was awesome. Yes. Was I was fantastic. busy. <laughs> if we were jerks, we would say over under 1.47 years of marriage for Megan, something like that. But oh, I'm geez. not going to do that. Come I'm not going to do that. Ridiculous. Uh, Who no. would do that? No, you're not going to do Never. That. Not going to no. do No, I like Megan. No. No, we'll never get divorced because I'll kill it. <laughs> right. There will be murder before there's divorce. I agree. Yes. Yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. No. It's called sure. Long Island like divorce. Creek, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> the, the creek gets raging like when it's really rainy. I mean, you throw a log in that thing, boom. I, it's never just gone. Yeah. It. Somebody right, slips. You never know. Never it's the Mike Golden moment, man. Uh, big fudge. You know, I mean, I got to. We got to <laughs> Yeah, go oh big my fudge. god! What are we doing here? Yes. Well, I mean, seriously, big like for a, we got to do a lot of things for the first time, I guess, this year. And then um, big fudge, uh, it was my first time doing like the paddock picks on the simulcast, and mm. so I threw it out there, and it hit, and 
but that whole day was just kind of cool in general up at Indiana Grand. Really thanks, you know, to Rachel and, and Eric and uh, for having us up there and Tammy. And uh, but, you know, we go up there and Rachel really made a big deal about us kind of coming up there and whatever else. And there was a whole lot of other uh, horse racing media people that came up to. Um, and but yet we were kind of center stage throughout the whole deal, which was uh, pretty gratifying awesome. to know that we were amongst the other people, which, you know, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of there's not competition. There's not a rivalry. I think we all, you know, are friendly to each other and whatever else. But uh, but uh, it was just it was kind of neat though, just to kind of be the the main event, I guess, amongst that crowd. So uh, really appreciate Indiana Grand and glad they had a big year. So but big fudge. Yeah, big fudge. My, it was my first time there and I was super impressed by the facility and all the people and everything oh, and joe right. morris who is there now used to be in um <clears throat> san anita when i was there hired me out there so it was pretty cool to see the whole team meet the whole team and at the facility is awesome i mean just the, awesome. really the setup nice. they have out awesome. there and it's really cool yeah it, i i didn't know what to expect going into it and i was blown away and anytime you get to hang out with roger it's worth it so <laughs> I like, I like <laughs> actually you know there going you go. back to that Louie, i think uh us hanging out with roger at, even at Churchill Downs on Derby Day was a whole lot of fun. You know, agreed. I saw him on Sunday, and I'm going to see him on Clark Friday. He's coming down for the Clark on Friday, so that's nice. awesome. Thank Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so that that would be what I got. So, you know, we got we got a lot to be grateful for. It's been a really good year for the horse racing happy hour. We get nominated for all these awards, and uh, like right now, <laughs> if you go if you go on ABR, uh, I don't even know what the link is. Go to America's oh, Best yeah. Racing. They're doing like the Fans Choice Awards. Yep. Um, that we're up for that and uh we, we keep on getting these emails that we're nominated for all please these awards, vote if you listen really nice. if you listen to the show just yeah go out there and on, on and vote for us we have something like a listener for america's best we have something in the neighborhood of a hundred people that list that subscribe that aren't on twitter following us uh per person that follows us on twitter so please if you're out there uh consider jumping on and, and uh at abr live is their twitter feed i guess we should put the link in the uh, best racing. in the show notes in the show we'll do that for sure yeah. probably yeah, but yeah. but I um a, a cool thing that happened last year is when we got to the end of the year, Spotify sent us our <coughs> excuse me. Here's how your show has grown over the year, and yeah. everything was like a thousand percent. Right. The the cool thing that's going to happen is they're going to send us one that has an increase again this year. Yeah. And uh and as we get into Thanksgiving, I know I definitely speak for the other two people here that we are just really thankful for growth and for more people finding us and hanging out and um. We hope that we are a good part of your Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever it might be every week. So, and thank you. We and we love hearing from you guys. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're up to like, what is it, like 12 to 15,000 people on a weekly basis? And, yeah. That are subscribing yeah. for sure. And um, it's it's great. It's it's really yeah. remarkable. We're down to one state. We don't have any subscribers in Alaska. Um, so, if somebody could get on that phone. Well, we yeah, better go sure. there. We can, we can make that happen. Yeah. Maybe that's a remote. Is there a track in Alaska? You know, there is not. Track. But there's a UPS port uh, main hub there? in Anchorage. No, there like, is. Let's yeah. get this together, okay. people. Come on. Like, let's right. So, if you work at UPS. <laughs> If you lived in Louisville, then they they transfer Put you out in to a transfer, go, so. and then you can go a, and listen. <laughs> we're us. gonna be doing a remote from the Iditarod. Just uh, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be fantastic. Can you bet on the Iditarod? I'm sure you can oh, bet on the Iditarod. I'm sure you right? can. Oh, Absolutely. Sure. There's a mobile app just for the Iditarod. That'd be yeah. great. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I love I would it. Bet on that for sure. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, Megan, do you know what the Iditarod is? No. Okay. Oh. Right, oh. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's like it the a, famous. Go ahead, Louie. It's a sled dog race, and it's it's a, like a, a distance one. It's many days, um, and it's like grueling. these teams of. Yeah, it's a grueling one. It's a t the teams of sled dogs. I'm sure you've seen the sled dogs before. 
And is um, that is that where the movie Balto? Yes, yes, it's exactly yeah. what it is. Okay, yep. I'm on yep. I'm on board now. <laughs> All right, yeah. It's one of my favorite the, things. Which where the generational gap really gets yeah. me, but I, I got it those, now. <laughs> you're good. It's where um, it's kind of the gap between horse racing and Iditarod is that I think when you look at a dog, they look happy to be running, like their tongues mm. are out. They're like they're, they look like they're smiling, and horses because they breathe with their nostrils don't look like that. You know what I mean? And so right. um, it, it's just kind of a different thing, and you can tell when your horse is all excited, and you know if you're around them a lot. But dogs just it, it's so cute because it just looks like they're having so much damn fun. You know, so, um, <laughs> yeah, I did it. It's just its own thing for sure. The horse version of that is like the ears pricked up. That's 100%. for anyone right. <laughs> for anyone that watches. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna end uh, the last two. Uh, pick fours that we are going to use handicap for the year will be Thanksgiving Day late pick four and then the Clark uh, Day Friday late pick four. Uh, guarantee payout on that Clark Day? I'm assuming. No, it's actually yeah. on Sunday. That, Sunday, okay. <laughs> no, it's a fair question because I think there's a good chance because of the nature of the cards on Friday and Thursday that that carryover is going to get to Sunday actually for the, for the pick six, really. Yeah, but, which would be yeah. great. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to start on Thanksgiving Day. Um, like I said, it's a if you listen to the show at all, you know that this day is very near and dear to my heart. So, um, been it, if my grandmother was still with us, it's every year since 1964, except for last year because of COVID. So, yeah. um, so we'll start with race nine. It is a maiden special weight for two year olds, six furlongs on the dirt, $120,000 in purses. Um, who do we like in this one? We'll start with Louie. Oh, cool. All right. So, I actually, I'm going to single in this one. This will be, um, one of my two singles on the two days. I'm going to go with All in Sync, the six. This is an Asmussen. Uh, Asmussen. Uh, Asmussen. Uh, and, and his favorite jockey, Joel Rosario. His his uh, his new housewife, <laughs> uh, Joel Rosario. Uh, second time starter, ran second on debut. I think very much poised to break his maiden here. A $310,000 purchase in AP Indy on the mayor's side. McLean's music distorted humor on the sire side. I actually think they're probably thinking Derby Trail with this horse. And so uh, I'm going to look for the six all in sync to be my single in this sequence. By the way, that's a very common thing to see some derby hopefuls in these kind of it's usually two year old main special weights. Yeah, yep. uh, Megan uh, singling in a in a main special weight with twelve horses is pretty uh, pretty ballsy. So what do you think about that? Let's go. Yeah, no, it is. Um, I mean, I see what Louise where he gets that from because the horse did show a bit of promise on debut. I mean, it was right there and then just faded at the end. So probably just got tired. So second, second start should probably be the one. Um, also, our friend a 73 bear speed figure, whereas the only other horse with experience in here, um, there's a couple, just a few, there's like a horse that ran a 49 oh, and then yeah. co- <clears throat> coffee with Alex, the two horse uh, ran a 57 in both races that he has had so far. So he's had two races and neither one got the same speed figure. So I get it. Um, I, I agree. I've got the the six, but I've also got the two. So the two horses with experience, sure. or two of just a few in here um, for Brendan Walsh and Adam Biscuitza, who are teaming up together to do pretty well uh, so far, at least in the, in the latter yes. part of this year. Brendan Walsh, really, really good with two-year-olds. He's winning at 17% um, with his two-year-old horses. And I've mentioned this before, but I used to gallop with Paul Madden, who's his assistant at Blackwood Stables, which has a lot of young horses, a lot of, um, you know, uh, horses with promise. I think they get their start there. And, and now actually they train off the farm and, and they'll race off of that too. But um, I, I think Paul 
is really excellent with finding and identifying talent with young horses. So I, I already think Brendan's a great horseman and the two of them together, I just have a lot of respect for. So I'm willing to put the two coffee with Alex in there too. Cool. I mean, the, fir- the, the, the starts were not bad um, on debut six for longs Churchill downs finish third beaten by nine lengths. The, I think they're, the winner there was DQ'd actually. So there was a bit of trouble in that one. And then comes back at Keeneland over the wet fast track over seven furlongs and finished third again, beaten by seven lengths. So I don't love the efforts, but I don't hate the efforts. So I'm willing to give another shot at, at three to one. If you were looking to include some first time starters, um, I would say the four gilded ruler for Brad Cox, Florent Drew, and Judmont. Uh, this is Agreed. a mischief Colt who has yep. been training really, really well. Um, <clears throat> and then I kind of thought about, um, Art Heist, the 11 at eight to one for Dallas Stewart and Tyler Gaffleone only has had, uh, I think six or seven recorded works since the end of September, but it seems like he has really kind of one of those sources that the light bulb has come on pretty soon for him, just based off of the, the workout times, the workout pattern. Um, and Dallas Stewart with first time starters winning at with 17%. He's yep. tw- yeah. With two year olds. <clears throat> um, and actually, no, yeah. two-year-olds, he's winning at 21%. Yeah. Right. But Stewart, uh, yeah. he's also winning at 21% for the for the meet. And Tyler Gaffley, I'm winning at 24%. So they are on quite a bit of a tear as well. So I'm going to include the Klimp, um two-year-old, the 11 horse as well. So I'm not going to single in here in a maiden race like this when you have a few first-time starters. But I do I do get where Louis is coming from. I just, I don't know. I don't like to single in, in races like this. Unless there's like, you know, sometimes you identify a horse that's just got perfect works the trainer numbers are great the jockey numbers are great you've got bloodlines to back it up that are really convincing and whatever then i feel like i have a little bit more of a a stand but in this particular field i, I don't all right i'm kind of i'm kind of liking the 12 horse here i'm not the 12 i'm sorry the seven who uh who's 12 to one who's got sophie doyle on board so uh put in a really good work last time. So I'm, I'm, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna I might throw a shickling or two on Shacklet. By the way, why is Art Heist a really good name for the 11, Megan? Uh, I don't Isn't Klimt an artist? Oh, yeah. look at Megan. Look yep. at Megan. Yes. Yes, that's yes, exactly that is correct. Right. Yes, 100%. Oh, love it. I, All right, like, let's I go. feel Keep like going. I heard that somewhere is, along the way. This is a, oh, come on. You, you actually know his stuff, I promise you. If you saw it, you'd be like, oh, I know that piece. Okay. You just would know it's a Klimt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, the uh, race 10 is the second leg of the pick four, and it's you know, Leon's optional claiming race for a $134,000. Um, a mile of 16th on the dirt. Again, no turf racing just quite yet here, Churchill. Uh, can't wait for that new turf course in the spring. Uh, but this is for three-year-olds and up. Louis, who do you like in this one? All right, so I actually have the nine laughing boy on top. Five to one morning line. I love that number. McPeak, Brian Hernandez. One last time out at Keeneland at the highest level allowance uh, that they have comes in off two decent works at Churchill Downs too, and actually worked over a sloppy surface recently as well. I expect at least, at least a muddy surface tomorrow. I think that there's a decent Mm -hmm. chance that we will be sloppy. And so jockey trainer, they're hitting at 24% at Churchill Downs broke his maiden at this distance at Churchill Downs as well. Um, And so I, I think this is a very nice horse. Um, the eight kinetic skies in the second spot for me. This seems like a Brad Cox dream, uh, stretching back out one at this level and at this distance at Churchill Downs in June. Last three races with Florent Roux is a win in two seconds. So for me, that's an absolute include. I'm going to throw in Dr. Jack, the two who was way back in the bourbon trail in September, but the works at Churchill have been really good. And he was actually in the lead at the mile mark in that race. 
So I'm wondering if eight and a half furlongs will actually do him well. So I have three horses in this race, nine, eight, and two. Dr. Jack also was in the gym dandy. I mean, he's been in some. No, no, they spots, thought yeah. really highly of this horse. And this is a, this has been a move recently. He's out of the Pletcher barn, right? Is that right? Am I remembering that? That uh, is correct. Uh, right, yeah. Moving, yeah, yeah, moving yeah. to the Asmus Mart. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, I'd love to have this conversation at some point, but I'm wondering if the, the structure of purses at Churchill is starting to get horses away from some of these things. Cause you see more and more of these horses that were with California trainers with New York trainers that are coming to Kentucky. And I'm wondering if the major league thing is happening here where it's worth it to hook up with a Steve Asmussen, who's going to do the Churchill Tur- you know, circuit. Yeah. I'm trying in, in November and then he's going to go to <laughs> Oakland with similar persons. Right. And so where there's this kind of continuity between those two, at very worst, they end up in $62,000 maiden races at, at Turfway. You know what I mean? Cripes almighty. So there just seems to be kind of a move into the middle of the country that way. Sorry, man. I think at least for the dirt races, for sure. I mean, I for the turf you. races, you see the opposite of it, where you see a lot of East Coast horses go out to the Sanity. Go to Goldstream or out to Sanity. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I mean, because yeah. if, they're, if they're East Coast anyways, they're going to go to Goldstream. But yeah, when I was out there, you know, Ian Wilkes would bring horses out. Mm. You had Tom Proctor bring a lot of horses out. Grand Motion brought a string out for the wintertime. Mm. Um, so, you know, you see those horses kind of go out towards the the West and try to get some warmer weather where they still run on grass. Granted, it's a different type of turf course. But um, yeah. but yeah, that that. I think is an interesting move. Um, Louie and I have the same top two, but I went eight. Uh, I'm sorry, top three. I went eight, wow. nine, two. Awesome. So I, um, I've got the eight connected sky on top. And actually what I think is really interesting about this horse is two races back went a mile and an eighth, the longest distance um, that he had gone. He did it one other time. He finished second, but beaten by five lengths. So I don't think it was a great effort, but in the West Virginia Derby, two races back, um, he went that mile and an eighth. That's a, you know, one of those race courses with the really tight turns, yes. it was a longer distance for him. It was a grade three race and he finished fifth beaten by, um, 15 lengths actually to Mr. Wireless who won the Indiana Derby when we were there. But, um, what's interesting about this is, so they bring this horse back. That was in August. Uh, then they bring it back in October at Keeneland to go six and a half furlongs. The horse typically is one that likes to run on or near the lead, but mm-hmm. is nowhere to be found in the beginning part of that race. So, what that tells me is that he's not a sprinter. Uh, he, this is the first time he had sprinted in his career, right? Yep. So he's a horse that likes to go longer distance. So now we're sprinting. He's not going to be able to keep up with those horses in front. So he's not going to be able to, to run to his liking. Um, he still finishes second. But right. Phil D'Amato does this a lot with his horses, or at least he did, especially when we had the six and a half for a long turf course. Um, but he would bring horses back after a layoff, route horses, and run him in a sprint race. Yes. And then run him back in a route race, which is exactly yep. what's happening with Connected Sky. And sometimes, and I don't know if this is the case, I haven't talked to Brad, but it's kind of what I'm reading from the form. Sometimes you have horses that that don't, you can't get the fitness out of them in a morning work that you can in a race. Hmm. They just, they oh. take care of themselves too much. They're not competitive enough. They need that. And if you look at his racing record, he was pretty consistent with his racing. Um, and I don't know, I feel like he's one of those that, he just kind of needed it, and now he should be fit and ready to go. So I think seventy-two is a really fair price on that horse, and I'm going to put him. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to put him first in my selections. I actually want to correct myself though. It looks like, oh no, 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 no. I'm right. I'm right. That was the first time he sprinted and went six and a half furlongs. No, that's right. First, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The nine horse who we already mentioned, Laughing Boy, for many of the same reasons um, that Louie mentioned, and then the two was Doctor Jack uh, for Steve Asmussen. 
who's awesome. very good at bringing the horses back <laughs> off the layoff. So we're, we're the same top three, but I definitely have that eight on top. Cool. All right. So the, uh, the, the, the main event of the afternoon is the fall city. It's a great two $500,000 race on a freaking Thursday. Churchill Downs. It is for the latest. <laughs> yeah. It, it is a mile and an eighth on the dirt. Um, Phillies and Maris, three olds and up. Again, 500K is on the line here. So who do we like in this race? Louie, you, you think this field is phenomenal. Oh, it's awesome. I think it's great. And it, it, is a, it is a microcosm of what we've seen in other spots this year where we get a very nice mix of very good three-year-olds and very good four and up horses. This field has exactly that, which is awesome. Um, you ever see a horse and you really like their chances, and then you see a number in the form, and it just slaps you in the face. Crystal Ball is that horse for me here. Tyler, Rodolphe Brisset, in this spot, Brisset 0 for 26 in graded stakes this year. I would have gotten that wrong. Oof. Now, this horse almost beat She Dares the Devil in the Locust Grove at Churchill Downs, actually. And if she has the extra half furlong that she's going to get in this race, she wins that race. She's coming at the end. If she regains that form, I think she can absolutely win tomorrow. Now, Avutan is the four. And she has a winning running style for this muddy or sloppy go that we're going to have tomorrow, which is she likes to be near the front. Won this race last year, struggled in graded company this year. I think she's not the likeliest winner, but I, I do see a scenario where she wins. So I'm going to throw her in. Trainer Mike Maker announced very recently that he's going to keep Army Wife in this field rather than going to Aqueduct. Finished behind obligatory last time out. We watched her romp this last weekend at Churchill mm -hmm. Downs. I think she's actually a very likely winner, so you have to include the five. And then the six Bonnie South has three second-place finishes at this distance. One in this race last year behind Avutant, and then two behind Latruska. I'm not holding any of those against her. And so <laughs> I think she's an include as well, so I'm going to go five, six, one, and four in this race. Louie and I are the same, but <laughs> but I went um, four, five, one, six. So I actually have uh, on top. Good for you. Yeah, like on top. <clears throat> Mostly because of the experience at Churchill, which yes. you touched on. She's three for six. She loves this track. Yep. I really, I wanted to put a horse like Bonnie South on top, but the more I looked at it, it was like, uh, oh, for two here, oh, for four at the distance. Granted, her second and third place finishes that she has had both at the distance and also at the track have been like via nose almost every right. time, right? I mean, she's right there. So you really can't knock her that much. Um, so I'm going to include her, but I do have Audreton ahead. She just seems really speedy. She's got great numbers. Like you mentioned, she's had good company. Um, she, her last win was here at Churchill Downs and it wasn't a graded stakes race. Um, but we talked about that one being, uh, you know, it was nearly a grade two, at least a grade yeah, three, grade three right? plus that was one of those, the yep. Shawnee. Yeah. I mean, it was a listed stakes race, but the field was really good. Um, That's what Paris so, was running really well. Yeah. That was a really good field. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So I'm going to have her there. Army wife. I put second, actually, she comes off of a really good <clears throat> workout at the Churchill Downs training center. And um, the fact that she has a kind of an opposite running style, I think I like because on yeah. seems to be more of a speed horse. I think she can sit off of it. So the likely exacta for me is those two. Okay. I also include crystal ball. I agree with you. Everything you said about um, Rudy, uh, Tyler Gaffleo and obviously riding really well. <clears throat> you got that inside post. I think she's going to prefer that because some of her best races were run on yes. the front end. So I think it's a really yes. good draw for her. And then the six um, Bonnie South, obviously, 
who <laughs> I mean she has to win at this track at some time, right? <laughs> I don't know that Brad <laughs> yeah. Cox has ever had like a, a horse of this caliber that hasn't won at Churchill where he does right? so well. So um yeah, but so nine to five on a horse does seem rather ridiculous given this field. I mean, and neither uh, well, one of you especially, have that horse yeah, because you know you have you're like, oh, okay, well, she's run against some really good horses. She's run against Latruska. She's run against whatever. But so has Andretan, and Andretan right. ran against She Dares the Devil, and you know, so a skydiver. And so I think that's what that's kind of what it came down to for me is I had that argument in my own head, and I was like, oh yeah, but. You know, look at all the horses she ran against. I scrolled back up and I was like, oh, but on the time, it's tougher. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah, they've yeah. all got I mean, grade one, major grade exactly. one. Exactly. So when you, I hate it, but you come back to the like, well, who'd they beat kind of thing, right? Or who was in the race. And when I did that, on Bouton floated to the top for me. That's going to happen for me tomorrow on Thanksgiving, too. Something's going to float up to the top. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cool field, though. And I mean, like, legitimate grade two i mean legitimate grade two because oh yeah none of, none of these horses were going to win a breeders cup race and this is what you get is you get the spillover to this weekend that mm -hmm. for for a spillover race quote unquote this is terrific it's, it's just a great, great great race yeah Philly Bears, really for nice sure. race. Yeah. all right so race 12 is the uh star, it's a starter allowance it's a uh, ten thousand dollar allowance with a fifty two thousand dollar purse for um on one mile in the dirt three-year-olds and up um who do we like in this one louis to close out this pick four yeah, so this is why I singled in the first leg because this race exists. Um, and so I have the nine thirsty betrayal on top. That sounds like something the kids would say that on sounds, social media. That sounds like um, a great show for the whole uh, horse with the show. I understand, but uh, yeah. also like the thirst trap thing, and then you get thirsty betrayal. Like, I don't know, it just feels like a thing. But, anyways, uh, Mike doesn't know okay. what that means. For I know Trader you sure? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. For Matt Shire and Jockey Joe Talamo, I don't hate the stretch out for this horse, actually. I think it's. He's a late runner in his best performances. Not the most consistent, but that's why he's running in this condition. Two wins in two seconds at Churchill Downs in six runs. So the nine is on top for me. The four, Zoffa, in the second slot for me. I love the move to a mile at Churchill Downs last time out, coming off a maiden finally after 11 tries. I'm really only picking this horse because of Joel Rosario, full transparency. Uh, the three, Exulting. <laughs> if he runs his race, he wins. He's an eight-year-old gelding. So that's it's hard to know. Top. It's hard to know which version of him is going to show up. Uh, and and I, I don't hate that pick, by the way. Tyler, Mike Maker, they hit it 27% at Churchill Downs. So this seems like a, a good spot for him. The one, Tiz Light the Way, won two times back over an off go with Rafa Bejarano in the iron. So that's an include for me as well. I'm also going to include the six and the five. The six is one, two straight at Hawthorne. This is that level of race comparatively at Churchill Downs. And then the five gamblers fallacy has won two of his last five. I'm nine four three one six five here. So there you go. How exciting. Okay. Uh, I <laughs> ha I have the three and the five. <laughs> I have two horses. Uh, I thought oh, about wow. the nine and the four, but I, I really think exulting is probably going to win this race. Uh, I like exulting a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, it just Tyler Gaffleone, Mike Maker team up. The horse seems to be pretty adjustable, is four for nine on an off track. So if you are talking about how much rain we've had throughout the day, yeah. I think this is your horse that you go to. Um, and I think he's speedy enough to get out there and, and stay out front. He's taken a lot of money in his past couple of races, which granted he hasn't won since last time he went a mile here at Churchill uh, back in May of last year, where he was running some pretty good horses. I mean, he he's run against some tough company before in his career, including a grade three, three races back. Um, so I, I feel like this is a really good level for him. I like the one turn mile distance. He's yes. one half of his races at a mile. So it seems yep. like this is just 
this race came up perfectly for him. And I, I think if you ask my Mike maker about why they put him in here, that's, you know, or how they feel, that's exactly what he would say. Um, the, the five gamblers fallacy yeah. I use, you know, kind of how <laughs> Louis was like, Oh, I use cause of Joel Rosario. I pretty much use cause of Brian Hernandez. Yeah, I mean, he's fair. just, he's riding really well right now. And yep. this horse gets a little bit of a, you know, class relief here. They did run him over the grass last time. He didn't seem to like that, which is good. Cause they don't have grass here at Churchill Downs right now. Um, Jimmy DeVito. Oh, for five currently, but this is a trainer who wins at 17% on the year. Um, if this horse can keep up with this kind of company, which I thought, if you could go through the form and kind of pick out a race that seems similar, it was the race at Oakland back in March of last sure. year where he ran in a starter allowance. I mean, he won that day by two lengths. He's kind of my value play in here. I, I do think the three is the horse to beat, but if I wanted to kind of add another one, it, it'll probably be the five, um, who also has done very well on an off track. And then <clears throat> the nine horse thirsty betrayal likes Churchill Downs. I, I do like that the trainer wins at 27% with going sprint to route, but I also feel like if they had their choice, they would probably stay at six or, or, or seven furlongs. I know the one turn mile is more like a sprint. We talk about that a lot, but I almost feel like they were like, well, this is kind of where we had to go is what I kind of felt like. Okay. Okay. Um, and then the four Zofa, I, I, I wonder if I should just use this one because I besmirched Keith the Sormo so badly. And then he beat me <laughs> he just, uh, like two weeks he ago. He just drug so. you. He drug you through the mud. I know. Great. Absolutely. It's just like, <laughs> oh yeah. Hold. I don't know if he drinks. He's like, hold my beer. Right. <laughs> um, and Joel Rosario is aboard. So you like that too. And and this horse, you know, graduated last time, maiden claiming at a mile here at Churchill Downs, one turn mile, one by like eight lengths that day. So um, I, I don't like to take court uh what horses facing winners for the first time usually. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I think you, you that's couldn't. the angle you and I are most different about. Yeah. I love, I love horses coming out of maiden win. Cause they, for a lot of them, they just, they figure out that it's okay to be in front. Um, and, and you, you really don't love to bet horses the first time against winners. No, it's, it's, well, it depends on where they go. Cause a lot of the times, I mean, the and this horse is coming out of a $15,000. Yeah, I mean, a $15,000. And you have to look at the condition book and see what your options are, right? But the, right. the rule of thumb is whatever the maiden claiming price is, you cut that in half, and that's the level of claiming race that you go to, right? So if you want a $20,000 maiden claiming, you go to a $10,000 claiming race. That's how it goes. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm back and forth in this horse. The one thing I did want to point out is um, just because we, we talk about kind of different angles and whatever and how we're reading the form. If you if you are looking at the form and you're looking at a horse like the seven, and for a lot of people, this isn't any news or anything, but it's just something that I thought was a good example. Uh, Pinson, mm. trained by Randy Morse, who's having an outstanding meet right now at Churchill Downs, winning at 38%. Yes. This, to me, reads... I'm not using this horse, um, but it reads to me like a horse that they're protecting. So if you are like, oh, well, maybe 10 to 1... I don't see a world where this horse wins this level of a race. He's been racing in some open claiming races before. And if you can see, he's been really, really popular. He's been claimed almost every other time Five that pounds, he's run. Yeah. yeah. Including by Randy Morse. So how I see it is Randy had this horse. He lost this horse. He gets his horse back. He's not going to drop him in a spot where he can be claimed. So right now they're going to run this horse over his head. He probably needs to race, right? He's, he needs to get out of the barn. Horses need to race on a regular basis. Um, and hmm. And they might as well try too, but this is a really safe spot. So it, I thought it was just a good example of of protecting a horse in your barn, which is I think what's happening here. Interesting. So yeah, I really like your the pick of exalting though. I mean, when you look at wins at Churchill, tons of wins at the distance, tons of wins at on the wet surface. 
Um, yeah. And like Baker, 17% with bringing horses back off of a little bit of a layoff, which yep. I mean, he's not a layoff. He ran September 24th. So 10 starts at a mile is one five of them hit the board nine times, uh, nine mm -hmm. starts in the way. I mean, I, I like him enough that I'll probably like single in this last race with some of my tickets. So I'm in the exact awesome. opposite okay, of good. Louis, which is funny because yeah. in the middle legs, we have exactly the same horses, just sure. in a different order. Yep. And then the first two legs of the of the sequence. So Louis and I'll have head to head pick four tickets. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, uh, we'll move on to Clark Day, which is Friday. By the way, uh, just to give you an idea, I'm sure Megan's ticket's similar. The ticket I gave out is 36 bucks. So very playable. Um, and so hopefully uh we'll be get a little return there. Was Clark Day last year as what when we when we met up with Rachel and we had like the group picture with all the other podcasters and all that stuff, Louie? But I wasn't there because I don't get invited to things. You were you, downstairs you were there, and we, we invited went, you up. We, yes. And you were like, I'm a big deal. I can't be seen with those people. Right. And I was, like, I was wow. busy. I was helping now, my I have a screenshot of that. Actually, I have a screenshot husband. of that text. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure too, that that's she's too big of a deal. Moment, Anyways, yeah. I'll put that on Twitter no. tonight. But the uh, um no. uh that's a great question, Michael. I think I so, because I'm wearing a very thick sweater in that picture. So yeah. Yeah, I am pretty sure it was. So um Race nine is the uh, – we'll start the pick four in this one. This is an allowance optional claiming race. $134,000 purse. Again, these purses are just freaking phenomenal. Uh, mile mm -hmm. and three sixteenths, so a little bit of a route race here. Um, who do we like in this one? We'll go – we'll start on Friday. We'll start with Megan. Oh, I God. feel like we should just keep going. <laughs> we should go first, but uh, I'll take you this one. You, you do not want me to go first on this one. You don't want Okay. Me uh, I think Asmussen gonna Asmussen. And... <laughs> there it is. You said it right. <laughs> um, yeah, allegedly. I mean, I think alleged, <laughs> alleged seems like allegedly Asmussen. Alleged <laughs> seems like the horse to beat in here. Um, you know, finished fifth last time, was upgraded and placed fourth because somebody was disqualified. Yeah, first place doesn't say. There is no D next to the first place horse, though. At least in the oh, form okay. that I'm so looking the fourth at. Place so I'm a little... horse, the, fourth pl the fourth place horse. The fourth, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The fourth they place moved horse. They the fourth place. There you go. I was yeah. like, wait, what? Um, yeah. Oh, so I've got a ledge on top. Joel Rosario, Steve Asmussen. Uh, Asmussen, pardon me. Asmussen. I just did it again. <laughs> uh, it's ran at this level Asmussen. before. Two back actually had a pretty good second place effort as the favorite. Granted, it wasn't win, but it was also at a mile and a quarter. So I think this distance seems like it's going to be – Good for him. He's the son of Uncle Mo. He certainly bred well for a race like this. So I've got a ledge on top. I then thought about the three horse, um, Patagonia. I personally think Jonathan Thomas is you love that. Yep. a great trainer, a yep. great horseman. Um, he's his numbers bear that fabulous. out. Yep. Fabulous. Yeah, he wins at 31%. And, and he's got and also that's with a, a really um a really like moderate amount of horses. He's only had a hundred and 21 runners so far this year 37 100%. of them were winners he is he is yeah so he's amongst the most we also were like looking at a lot of the same horses at the keeneland sale a while hmm. ago so i feel like i'm getting better um but <laughs> but no um you know this horse comes off of a, a quite a bit of a layoff from mm -hmm. march of 2020 so pretty much like the pandemic hit and this horse is like deuces uh and so now he's back but um, if there's anybody that's going to be able to bring a horse back and bring it to the winner's circle, I think it's a trainer like this. And he wins at 23% with horses that come off of a 180-day layoff or more. Yep. So, And the races, by the way, that he did run, that he's running as a gelding now. Previously, he was running as a colt for the four races of his career. He's only finished first or second. So he did pretty well uh, in the races that he was in. 
So I'm going to put him on top. Uh, and then I thought about the one, possibly 20 twice. My concern with the wars like this is that he is such a deep closer. Um, so he does leave himself just a little bit more vulnerable if there's not like a good amount of speed in there. That being said, I think he runs his race almost every time. Two races back when he went a mile and a quarter, he had a little bit of an issue there. Um, but even the last race where he ran at this level, he only lost by two, I think it was like two and a half lengths or something where he finished six. So it wasn't a bad effort. It was a bit of a blanket finish that day. Um, so for a 10 to one with Jack Sisterson and Florent Giroux, wow. he's an interesting include. That being said, I think it's the two and the three that'll win this race. I am punching all in the hardest way on this race. Are you serious? We're so opposite. I hate, I hate this race. I hate it. Megan didn't mention the morning live favorite, huge Bigley who ran a 94 speed figure last time out lost by a couple lengths at Churchill downs over a fast go. I think we're going to have good ground on Friday. I think we'll be fine. Um, at this level with Ray Lou Gutierrez and he's picking up. I ran. Can I talk? So interesting. I know, but, but you didn't mention, you said he finished second last time here at Churchill downs at like 40 something to 20 to one or something like that. He was huge. Great. Huge. Odds. Great. Look, I can yeah. do this. Look, look, look. Yeah. Go mute. I can just mute or just like that. <laughs> don't, don't mute. Don't. That's not the show. That is not okay, the show. Right. <laughs> we do not mute women. We do not. Uh, mute women. All right. So the, <laughs> and so the, uh, I mean, I mute. No, I don't. That's not true. That's not true at all. Anyway. There's also a turf horse, but it's fine. I, disagree ran really well in the dirt in a mile and a quarter last time out i i'll go ahead and disagree he got caught at the end we're not going a mile and a quarter we're going, to, we're going short in there we're going a mile and uh 316 so yeah we're going we're going the old prickness distance um and so <laughs> I, I um i have him in there jungle warfare's in this race horse hasn't hit the board this year boy let's have jungle warfare come in that'd be awesome too you didn't mention farmington road so farmington road is massively uh, massively talented. It's a horse we talked about all the time a couple years ago. Third I mean, up. Hey, yeah. Megan, I'm using a mega term. Third up for uh, it's an Australian term. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty Arnold here and uh, Brian Hernandez Jr. Apparently, uh, apparently, Brian Hernandez sucks now. And then uh, David Cohen's on goalie with Robertino Diodoro. Uh, those show. two only hit at a terrible 20%. Uh, there you go. And then uh, Ironstone Road, uh, two wins, five lifetime starts. Burgers made this year. Um, they tried him on a yielding turf course at Keeneland because that's stupid. And now they're getting back to dirt with that horse uh, who last time he ran on dirt won at the highest allowance level at Ellis Park. I get it that it's uh, Ellis Park, but there you go. So I'm punching all because I hate this race. All right. I will say all. what's interesting about this race is that you do have a number of categorically turf courses that yeah. are going to be racing in here. So, I mean, that that could be a recipe for chaos, but I'm going to stick with... I'm, I'm just gonna Let's go, go chaos. Yep. <laughs> Captain chaos. All right, so uh, race 10, one mile. It's a lounge race, $127,000 purse, and it's for three-year-olds and up, uh, which never have won a race other than their maiden. So, uh, one mile, so we're using the shoot. Who are we liking this one? Megan. Um, trash talking Yankee, this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you got to go with the. I, I think you have to include the twelve horse four to five yeah. for Ian Wilkes and Brian Hernandez. And you know, I don't love the fact that he's caught out super wide out there. He's been in the three hole for both of his races so far. Um, that being said, he has the entire length of the backside to. You know, established positioning, but but still, um, it's something to note. So, 
I, I certainly think you use a horse like that. He's going to be running a mile for the first time. But again, this is a one-turn mile, so it lends itself pretty closely to the seven for a long sprint races that he has been racing in. Um, I thought that the five horse was kind of interesting mm. with David Cohen and Brett Calhoun. The, this horse actually graduated going a mile. Also a one well, it's like a one-ish turn mile. <laughs> it's like technically on a it's turn, a weird, but it's not a turn. Thing. It's like yeah, the Belmont so, turf course getting into things. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's a one-ish turn mile. Um, <laughs> but, it's a run on the road. It's all. <laughs> yeah. Get all the long island um, expressway. It's a whole thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but you know they put this horse into I thought pretty decent allowance races right after that, going a mile and eighth and a mile and three sixteenths. I think the cut back to the mile distance is going to be really helpful. David Cohen, I, I, obviously we talk about him all the time. I think he's an excellent rider. So I was curious about that horse. Mm. Um, if you wanted to try to find some more value in here, I mean, you've got horses like the eight flags up with Jimmy Baker, who's going to stretch out to a mile. But I almost wonder if what I said earlier about the Matt Scherrer horse with, you know, did they want the, the mile or they were kind of hoping for a six, seven for a long race to come back up um, because this horse has done the majority of his running at a distance like that. But he also is like just a really hard trying type. Mm. Um, and especially at this type of a level, I think he fits here. So can I give him my the last and only <laughs> Megan's long shot? Oh of Megan's long shot. <laughs> Doodle do. Megan's to hit, long shot. To hit the Doodle board. Do. Megan's long shot. Are you ready for to, this? To hit the board. <laughs> oh, you go with Leblin. You're gonna do Leblin. The six horse. Yeah, Paulo Lobo and Joe Talamo at 50 to 1. I'm backing Louis way away it. from the mic. Go. Hey, he was in he the bluegrass. He loves it. He loves it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was in the bluegrass. He was way overmatched that day. Um, to be fair, he does, he is going to run with Lasix here. He's run with Lasix three other times in his career, and I thought they were better efforts for him. Um, he... I, I, I really like the mile distance for him. The only time he's gone a, a flat mile was when he was on, on the, the grass curve. at Keeneland. Yeah. We're obviously not on the grass here, but he has run on the dirt before. So I, again, it's a, it's a hit the board kind of thing. He is pace dependent. He needs those horses up front to go forward, but there's actually like a good amount of speed horses in this field. So again, gonna, gonna play the oh. horse like in this race alone. Oh. I don't think I'm going to include in my tickets. I don't know. It depends on how, how expensive they get, but that is my, my long shot pick that I had to, <laughs> I had to see Louie's reaction. I love it. No, it's, it's great. I love year. it. Oh, that's he loves fantastic. it. Louie, you definitely have Ginsburg on yours, right? Come on. I do not. So I, oh. I agree with whoever the morning line maker is these days at Churchill Downs at the 12 is the absolute favorite here. Everything makes sense. Speed figures, good success. The first two races, a nice training since arriving at Churchill Downs, all those things make sense. If you are going to beat the 12, it is going to be with the two. Anchor, do you understand that reference? Either of you, actually. I do not. So Encore yeah. Watt is one of the most important um is one of the most important religious sites in Cambodia. Oh it is kind of the it is the uh Machu Picchu of Cambodia, if you will. There so it is. um so it, it, I would put it like people that are world travelers, like I have to go to Machu Picchu, I have to go to Encore Wat. That's what this reference is. Uh, Adam Eskisa and Phil Bauer <laughs> entered here. Hit the board the last two times in Allowance Company. Lost by a neck at seven furlongs last time out. Would have made this horse ineligible for this condition. So I think 
He's got a serious shot, so I am 12 and 2 in this leg. Phil Bauer, uh, in two little tidbits, uh, Phil Bauer actually received a positive test here recently, so he will be serving a suspension, but it will not start until after the meet. Yeah. Um, And also, just to comment on on the name reference, so uh, Richard Rigney. Who yeah, owns Bangor? And who? Yeah, she's going owns, way over the top here. She's going over. Who also Fireball, who's sitting oh. in my backyard right now. Um, he is a really big traveler. I mean, he travels the world, goes on all kinds of like. Yeah, no, I did. Um, goes on all kinds of like great, cool safaris and adventures and whatever. It it is not surprising to me that this horse is named something the, to do this is, with traveling like that. This is where you nail horse names. Is that the, the sires yeah. anchor down? And then you name the horse after the most holy site in Cambodia. Like that's baller shit. Like, oh, we're just, we're sorry. <laughs> that's, yeah. but that's baller shit. It really is. So no, shout out. It, introduce me to the Rigney people. I would love to go to. Our, so, spring water now. Yeah. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. So um, so, I'm not doing uh, anything right now. I'll just text him. <laughs> we haven't discussed the rules in a while. And since we're almost done with the show here, uh, I, Humble brag, so everybody has, everyone has a drink, drink now. Everyone has yeah, well, you're driving you're right. the owner of the horse. Do we need to refresh? What if the oh, what if new listeners right and they don't know the rules? That or we to have be to fair. He said on the fire. Post a graphic with like the horse racing happy hour rules, like rules of listening. Megan <laughs> said, general, Why don't you mow my lawn? Hmm? Ten commandments. <laughs> Generally, our listeners are, are California commuters. That's what we've kind of figured out about this show. It's, well, about, it's about a third of our show. So if listen, you are if you're doing driving that, your Tesla and you had an issue the other boom. day, drink your coffee. Your let's car go. isn't boom. moving. I mean, Ginsburg. <laughs> everything's shut down. All right, you I can love this. Mike's going to give us. I love when Mike gives picks because he's. But why, why not? I mean, first off, you saw Ginsburg run in the Bruce D. I did in person. Yep. Hits the board in a grade one, which probably wasn't really a grade one. But you know, I mean, this is a pretty big drop in class for that horse. You know, no I actually, there. I don't, I don't hate that pick, Mike. It's it's the turf. Is it, it is a turf horse. It is a turf horse. That being all- said, Rusty Arnold wins at seventeen percent when racing when moving mm. horses from turf to dirt. So the stat is there to back up your hunch play. Um, Kate I don't McKinnon think it's bad included. That? Kate McKinnon is awesome doing that. Ginsburg I love Kate thing. McKinnon. Yeah, she's great. fantastic. <laughs> so I love any SNL references. Well, yes, I'm, I basically just bet SNL and Star Wars references. And, it's totally know, that, fine. I'll go with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And Big Fudge. Nah, and Hot Rod Charlie's. Well, that's a family <laughs> connection there. So. Big Fudge. Yeah, but... Big Fudge. Yeah. I'm Mike Big Fudge and Gandalfo. So um, <laughs> let's move on to the Clark, uh, which we're going to see Midnight Bourbon, Night Ops. We kind of talked about this already. Dr. Post, Happy Saber, King Fury, Chess Chief, uh, Militarist, Maxfield, who we know Megan's going to pick. And then, uh, so there, there's your field for the grade one Clark and mile and eighth on the dirt, $750,000. Last big race of the year for Churchill Downs. Um, Megan, go ahead and oh. tell us how you're going to single Maxfield. Maxfield, mic drop. <laughs> there For it those is. of you that are listening, I dropped kind of my mic. <laughs> that is, was, I'm not. Holding it was a it. slow. It's on, a, it's on a, like a crane. <laughs> well, it can't because it's like on the an arm. You know, Megan does the best nothing do. delicately except mic drops. That's, it. That's <laughs> the only delicate <laughs> mic drop. Oh. Yeah, no, I um, I definitely think Maxfield is the best horse in this field uh, by far. 
Uh, it's going to be a Maxfield Midnight Bourbon exacto for me. Mm. Straight up. So I'm, I'm going to ask a stupid question. Mm-hmm. Rub my hands together. Is this, great, is this a great you one? Hear that. It is not a great one. Good question. Now, I don't it, think it well, is either. technically it is, but not according to the horse racing happy hour scale. Yeah, because there's not a grade one winner on, on this. Card, this isn't but. a better field than the Fall City on Thursday. It isn't. I would agree with that. It isn't. The Fall well, City is yeah. way more interesting. And, and, and all right. So that's actually what my notes say. Um, actually, I, technically, I, hold on. You're wrong. There is a grade <laughs> one winner who? in this field, and his name is Maxfield. And he won the grade one Breeders' Futurity at Keeneland as a two-year-old. So there is a great oh, okay, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. One greater right, winner. Yeah. yeah, she's still wrong. So um, the um, <laughs> the that big win over Governor I, I, Morris. Governor Morris. Morris. Governor. Take that, Todd Pleasure. So I think Maxfield wins. I agree with Megan. He loves Churchill Downs. Like it's not. It's like this isn't a thing, right? Foe foe. That isn't the hard part of this race. I think actually trying to figure out which of the double-digit odd horses hits the try is the real work here. So Megan talked about that exacta. Y'all can have Midnight Bourbon. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> but those longer digit horses are Night Ops, King Fury, Chess Chief, and Militarist. And Night right, Ops so and King Fury are there. So Night Ops hits the board six times in eight runs this year. Every single one is a stakes race. He lost the blame by a nose. He's had two wins and three seconds of Churchill Downs. I think he's an absolute include in this try. King Fury has a 93 speed um, figure. I think... Or better. I have, Hang a, on, I have a note. No, no, no. That, I need to stop you. I have a note on here that says. Hey, the view button, Louis. Should I do that? That King Fury is scratched, but I don't <gasps> know who wrote that note. So. You also said that in Saratoga, lightly. and then he ran. So, um, all right. So, <laughs> King Fury has a 93 okay. spin figure or better in every race on dirt his last five races. He's three or four lifetime at Churchill Downs. I think he's an include. Chess Chief is 0 for 10 lifetime at Churchill Downs. And I think Militarist is out of his class here. So I'll play a try that looks something like eight, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, and try to hit those horses. That's a $6 try, by the way, per 50 cents. So jazz that up however you want. For less than 25 bucks, you can play it for $2. I, I think you, I'd almost think, though, you, if you do that, you almost have to put King Fury in that win spot, too, because he's almost like he's either first or last when it, when it comes to no. Churchill Downs. No, because then uh, that, gonna, that bet's going to get so much more expensive. It would. But, but, but why would I don't do think King Fury is winning this win. race. Um, he's not better than Max. He's not better than Midnight. But I, if he doesn't win, I think I'd leave him off my ticket. I don't think he's placing. Well, I'll disagree with that. Okay. All right. Okay. So I think I'm on Louis' side with this one. Okay. I, I'm I'm happy to. And I know why Megan's doing what she's doing. Given the two horses, I see. I agree with Mike on that. I give given Night Ops and King Fury. I like Night Ops better, but I I agree with that. That's why I mentioned. I agree with Louis. Yeah, 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 Yeah. for sure. I like it. I like it, Louis. All right. I think this occurred to me on Sunday when I was at Churchill Downs, and I struck out on the longer tickets, and then I played a a $1 try in the last race and I hit for $360 or something. So like that's, it's, it's a nice reminder that if you hit the try pool or you hit the exacta pool at the right point, it, it can pay as well as any longer sequence for sure. We talked about all last week, last week we talked about all the great horses that have won this race over its history. 
uh, horses like Blame and Wise Dan and Opportunity, Shackleford, Gunrunner, Seeking the Soul, Tom's Day Todd, uh, Bodie Express won last year. This is this is traditionally a really a big time race, and so uh, we'll add uh, FNX has won this race. I mean, there's been it's just been amazing the horses that have won this in the past. Uh, By the way, the first running of the Clark Stakes was in 1875. When did it go? I need to check on Equibase. When did it go from the Clark Handicap to the Clark Stakes? It's not a handicap anymore, right? Um, it's just the stakes. If I'm not no, mistaken. they're different way. They're different weights for different horses. Yeah, Maxfield's 123 yeah. and King Three's 118. Yeah, yeah. But no, they don't call the Clark. Handicap. They don't call it the handicap anymore. They just call it the Clark Stakes now. So that's. But I think I it's more that like three year olds carry 118, and then non winners carry 121, and then you know someone like Maxfield Wars gotcha. carries 123. I don't know that a five pound difference qualifies you as a handicap. It's more like. Actually, Megan would know way better than me, but um, I'm, I'm not sure. But it, it is technically still the Clark handicap, by the way. It's been run at a mile and an eighth, by the way, since 1955. It, it's not no called the Clark handicap anymore. It's called the Clark State. It, it, it's still a handicap, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but at the same distance as 1955, there are very few races in the United States that have been run at the same distance <laughs> since 1955. So, does anyone right. know at the cure at the current distance who ran the fastest Clark? Gunrunner. Bodie Express. Pre- Premium tap in 2006 at 147. There it is. Okay. Premium tap. High five for premium Premium tap. tap. There you go. (laughs) Another great uh, name for the horse racing happy hour. As in week 12, (laughs) to end this sequence, there's a brew crew in this last race. I mean, if we don't hunch play that horse, like I I don't know. Yeah. Joe Sharp and the biscuit. The horse racing happy hour is We're all singling the two horse. Damn it. You're right. Damn it. We got to single the two horse race 12. Just a straight win bet. Just a. (laughs) Make sure you go across the board. I learned that the hard way. One win down. Oh, Blinker's off. Let's go. That's it. That's the change. That's it. Race 12. Start. Joe Sharp wins at 22% when taking the Blinker's off and 17% first off. We actually talked about this just the other day about how when Joe Sharp was starting out on his own, it was like he claimed a horse, made a change, claimed and won. And he was right. I forget. I interviewed him for TVG or something like his first month of training or something like that. And he was winning at like 30 something percent. Like he, it was unbelievable. He was just winning every single race, but it was this, he would get a horse, make a change. All changes. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he's into redheads. So that's another reason. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's that. There's that. Try to have a civilization. Keep going. Yeah. All right. So race 12, let's do this. Let's do this. furlongs. <laughs> 72,000 our purse. What we got. <clears throat> so, uh, again, Louie and I have very opposite ideas of these pick four oh. sequences because I actually, while the races that where Louie thinks he's going to single, and I don't know if he is in a spot like this, I think this is a race where you spread. Right. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. I have four right? horses. Especially race. Yeah. if you're trying yep. to get some value with Maxfield winning the Clark. Correct. At a super short price, right? Yep. Um, <clears throat> so I think you have to certainly look at uh, – how do we say the eight horse's name, Louis? Cousteau. Do you know who Jean, Jean uh, Jean-Jacques Cousteau is? It's like a famous person. He's a famous France. diver. 
You don't know. This is, I love this because I'm going to get like 30 texts tomorrow. Do you know who yeah. Joel Jacques Cousteau is? I just yeah, said he was a diver. Was. He was a famous <laughs> diver. <laughs> Do you know who Pirate Rick Obvious, is? Obviously. Oh my God, this is great. Oh, Pirate Rick Cousteau. is from Rick. How do you say Cousteau? <laughs> How do you say Cousteau? Oh my God, I love this. This is Jacques so great. Cousteau. Oh, Jacques Cousteau. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacques Cousteau. There you go. All right. Yeah, keep going. Um, <clears throat> even though I said I don't usually take horses first time versus winners, because <laughs> uh, that is what this horse is doing. I do like the fact that Mike Maker was savvy enough to get this horse as he dropped into the maiden claiming levels last time. So yes, he was racing right. in special weight. He liked him enough. Yep. He claimed him that day. Horse won by four lengths. It was a really good performance here at Churchill Downs. Now he's in the barn of Mike Maker. Um, he has not worked him. Uh, he doesn't need to do it. The horse just ran on number 12. Yep. So, yeah, it worked out perfectly. So I think he's going to be pretty fit. He comes from a good trainer as well. Uh, he was previously with Rudolph Perse. So, yep. you know. High percentage and trainer Fletcher. to high percentage trainer. Yeah, right. And Todd Fletcher. Um, who, when he debuted against Jackie's Warrior. <laughs> so it was a tough, tough, who? tough race that day. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Who killed everybody's Breeders' Cup <laughs> weekend. Um, but it's fine. I still love you, Jack. Uh, so, yeah, I think you use the eight horse for sure. Um, I mean, now I feel like I have to use the two brew crew just because we talked about it, right? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> if I don't, you know that we're just going to win by like 17 yep. lengths. So, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> um, critical threat is an interesting one in here. The three at 15 to one with um, Jose Ortiz for Brendan Walsh. Finished second last time against Open Claimers for $40,000. He went six and a half furlongs then. And he's he's he hasn't had a lot of luck so far in his career, but it's interesting to me that um, that you're going to get Jose to, to climb aboard a horse like this. I think Brennan is a very good, very good trainer. So I'm, I'm interested to see if this horse is able to kind of turn it around <clears throat> in a field like this. Um, so I'm going to include that one again. That's a long shot. I'm, I'm going to look for some value in here and hope that we can maybe save, uh, our pick for just a little bit. Um, the, so how do you like critical there? threat and not like Tango Charlie? Hmm. How would you like Critical what? Threat and not like Tango Charlie? Um, because no, I like I'm I'm okay with Tango Charlie. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Second, you second start off the bench. He won last time at the same level that Critical Threat was in. Critical Threat finished. Uh, what is it? Two lengths behind him, I believe. So you have to think second start off the layoff is going to be good, especially since Randy Morse is winning at 38%. So I like both those horses. If I'm going to try yeah. to look for value, it's going to be with horses like that. I'm interested to see what Greener Pastures does. The one horse with Joe Talamo aboard <clears throat> for Michael McCarthy, who's only run a select few horses at this meet. He's one for three so far. Um, the last time this horse won, it was in a $50,000 non-winners of two mm. lifetime um, going seven furlongs. And I mean, he ran a good number ran an 83 buyer speed figure. So you could make a case for this horse as well, but this is a horse who graduated from maiden claimers, you know, at Turfway park going a mile that day. I don't know. He's kind of hit or miss for me. I like him less than I like 15 to one critical threat. So mm. I'm going to try to find cool. some value in here. Nice. So I like the tepid morning life favorite Cousteau. Look at the Jean Jacques Cousteau. Uh, I ran to Mike maker. Those two hit 23%. And it's a huge sample size. So maker hits a 15% off the first, uh, first off the claim horse has been favored in every race he's ever run. Uh, that's the son of into mischief. And so I think he's the likeliest here. I agree with Megan, the one greener pastures 
one last time out at Churchill Downs at seven furlongs, <clears throat> excuse me, ran a, se- a decent second at this level um, at Churchill Downs, actually on Derby Day this year. So Telmo is actually having a really good month at Churchill Downs, so I think he's going to include. It, it, an angle that I've adopted recently applies to the nine pirate Rick. Our Norm Cash <laughs> is running this horse back a week after he ran. And he must think this horse is in really good condition, really good, uh, really good level to run him. It's not like he's in for a tag, so I think he actually has some confidence. And so Joel Rosario could actually give the seven on your mark a better chance to win than he's had recently. He was actually DQ'd at Ellis this summer and ran a decent third last time out at this level. So I am eight, one, nine, and seven. And that horse that he ran sec or ran, I'm sorry, eighth behind Tulane Trist is a good allowance horse for Cherie DeVoe. And actually the half brother is running on Thanksgiving and that's in the first race of the sequence. Um, that maiden race, that's always hopeful. The five horse who's uh, owned by my racehorse. So if you like, if you thought that was a really good race, you've got a sibling debuting um, for Cherie DeVoe also on the day before. Tulane Trist was part of the uh, pick five that I gave out last week. Yeah, good, good. carry on, carry on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, he's got a half. He's got a half sibling that's running tomorrow. So if you like it that much, Louis, maybe you should bet it. Much breeding. I uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful. Oh my! I have my AirPod fell out. <laughs> <laughs> you only had one in. Is that what we're doing here? No, I I had two, but it. Just... Oh, okay, okay. Much <laughs> hair. <laughs> sure, you can't see it because I have all this hair. So, yeah, hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving and, uh, <laughs> and a Merry Christmas, I guess, at this point. You know, Happy New Year. Um, happy Hanukkah coming yeah. up. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll come back in January. All ready of those to go. things. Yeah, all those things. Right. My, you'll say happy birthday to me. I mean, all that stuff will happen since. When's your birthday? His 50th uh, is this month. No. Oh, what? I'm not gonna be I don't 50. know when your birthday 50. is. Unbelievable. I'm not going to be 50. <laughs> I'm going to be 45. In December, December 18th. So, and I'll be 45 after my wife turns 45. She turns 45 first. So <laughs> make sure everybody knows that I got She's an older She's very old. I agree. Yeah. She's a cougar. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, oh, so yeah. But, uh, you know, it's been a good year. And I really appreciate all the people who have listened in. And uh, hopefully, uh, you've got everyone has a great holiday season. And we look forward to coming back in January, ready to go and uh, on the Triple Crown Trail and um, hopefully with some big announcements and all kinds of new things and um, you know, it'll be great. So, Vote for us on ABR. But, yeah, we'll put the link in the show. And in the show tell, your, tell your friends to come drink with us. There it is. Louis, you have anything to say? This sounds I like don't. a Louis, like where Louis goes on for like five minutes and just... I understand. I, yeah. I don't. I love the show and I appreciate the people listen. That's yes. Yes. Yep. That's very nice. Really <laughs> Shortest Louis send off. All right. Let's pay the tab and get out of here. This is traditionally, by the way, so like a perfect night for us at a show because it's like traditionally the night where all the college kids come home and they get really trashed. <laughs> oh, the Wednesday before yeah. Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. 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 Sure. So it's actually, it's actually fantastic that we're doing this show uh, on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So. I've been wondering uh, the whole time if you've been playing closing time, like while we've been talking since we can't hear the music. Um, no, I've not. And actually, you know, I'm kind of glad. <laughs> I was like, this would be a really good a little, time to play it. So you should talk a little bit longer <laughs> so I could actually get the music pulled up. But, you know. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah we, this so. is fine. We're a professional podcast. <laughs> it's 
big deal. Super pro. Yeah, I would put that in quotes and just. Um, let us know what drinking rules you would like to have for next Ooh, year for the twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta update our rules. We're gonna talk about it some more. Obviously, Helma Braggs are on there. King Guillermo is on there. Um, God, I miss him so much. I don't right, can remember you hear that what the other rules are. No, no, no music at all. No, you can't hear it. No. So on brand for our final show of the year. I don't so understand it because I can hear it in my headphones. All, all right, right, Clink, we're out. He clinked. We're out. Peace out. Pay the tab. Get out of here. <laughs>